Hey folks, before we dive in, this is Sarah from the future. Yes, we're aware that Kayla's audio sounds janky and staticky in this episode. Unfortunately, I'm the IT guy on this pod and uh, my skills are limited, so we're working on it. But y'all are just going to have to live with it this week, unfortunately. Sorry. Um, I know it's bad. I had to edit the whole pod, so I listened to the whole thing too. So <laughs> I feel your pain. Also, my computer gets noisy in the middle of this because it was overheating. I don't know. Just heads up. Everything is fine. All right, here we go. Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, the ace community. Sounds Sounds fake, but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod! Mathunder doesn't start with an M, but relevant? It is happening. So here in the Connecticut headquarters of Sounds Fake. Oh my god. (laughs) I called it that. I I was emailing someone back or I was answering like an anon or something and I referred to it as that and I was like, that's fun. That's what it is now. But here at the Connecticut headquarters of Sounds Fake, it is raining like you would not believe, and very thundery and lightning-y. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if I lose my power during this. So, and I know you can hear it, because I tested my mic, and it's there, so don't try And me. also, I can hear it well, through the phone call. Well, <laughs> sometimes I can hear things in the phone call that don't end up in the recording. That's like, fair. But anyway. Still. You're going to hear it, and I'm sorry, well, but... here at the Michigan headquarters, which will only be the Michigan headquarters for another week before I move out and bring us to another Michigan headquarters... Yeah, it's going to still it's be just the hot. Michigan headquarters. But it'll be a different city. And then know? we'll have a headquarters on each coast. Ooh, just we'll like the be big, bi-coastal. Just like the big companies, we'll have one on oh, each coast. Yeah. Oh, Sarah. Oh, Big yeah. things happening. <laughs> Incredible. All right, what are we talking about this week? This week is brought to you by Sarah Jones, a.k.a. Eternal Lolly. Yes. Because as... She recently became a $15 patron. Yes, and as a $15 patron, you get to choose a topic. I mean, you guys can always suggest topics, but as a $15 patron, you, like, we will do it. We have to. You can hold us Unless it's very nasty, and then we'll say, no, stop. Try again. Try again. So, yeah. So... Sarah requested that we talk about the ACE community, and, yeah, you heard me, (laughs) and, like, what we think of it, if we feel like we are part of it, Mm -hmm. so on, so forth. Yes. Kayla, do you, I'm very curious about your answer to this, do you, as a demisexual, heteroromantic woman, do you feel like you're a part of the ACE community? Um, I struggle with this because I feel like I've said this before, but like when I'm in straight spaces, I feel very queer and I'm like these people, like I feel very queer, at least more like queer educated than Mm -hmm. certain groups of people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then when I'm around queer people, I feel very straight. Mm Mm-hmm. So... It's hard to feel 
in any one place. For, as for the ace community, I think it depends because okay. it. I think it depends on like how many other demi people there are and how many mm. other people who date there are. Mm, I see. Because like I would say like for instance in our Discord. I feel very part of the community, not only because I'm someone that, like, made it, I guess, and it's, like, <laughs> yeah. mine, I guess. It's your community. It's mine? I don't know. That feels weird. But, like, so not only is it, like, mine, but also there's a lot of other, like, demi people in it. There's people who are married. There's other people who are, like, date or in long-term relationships. And so mm-hmm. there I feel very welcome because I can, like, see other people like me. Yeah. If I go... That's- other places i think i feel less like i belong there yeah that's really interesting to me because like as a person who's arrow ace although my titles are kind of like the the not like spearheads of the ace community and ace culture but like they're the big terms Mm -hmm. like asexual aromantic because there is such a minority of people in the community who do identify as both like I'm wondering if that's kind of part of the reason why I don't always feel entrenched in the community or the culture. And it was interesting because as I was thinking about this topic, at first I didn't really want to talk about it because I didn't really want to admit that I don't feel like a big part of the community and of the culture, Mm -hmm. even though I have this podcast. But then I was like, I mean... Apparently, somehow, we became, like, experts on this topic. Not sure when, not sure how. But I was like, if we are going to embrace that, like, we're knowledgeable, that we're somehow faces of this community, which is weird. But <laughs> if if we are going to accept that, like, this is something that we should talk about. Like, I, as an Airways person who has a podcast about asexuality don't always feel like I'm a part of the community or like I'm like I feel at home in the culture yeah I mean I think it's it's definitely interesting because like within like I said like within our own little group I feel like yeah like these are my people and like I feel very welcome but I yeah I agree I think like the larger I don't know I mean it's just hard because I'm so sorry. My cat is like about to tip over my entire lamp. Stop. Oh, shit. <laughs> like that's a whole lamp. Like a whole lamp on the ground. I think I might leave this in. This is fun. She's such a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> sorry. I was like really trying because I know you hate when I stop for the cat, but I kept at the corner of my eye. She kept doing it and I really tried to keep talking through it and I could not. <laughs> She's going to do it again. Belly. Piece of shit. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because, like, on the one hand, I know the ace community is, like, relatively small relative to, like, other communities. But sometimes it still feels really big. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. like, there's just different parts of it. In some parts, I'm kind of, like... I don't know if that's for me, you know? I don't know. Right. Well, I think one of the things, but as I was thinking about it, I was like, I think the reason why it's so hard for me to pin down, like, what it is, is because, again, under this ace umbrella, 
there are so many different identities and so if you're just under the like gay umbrella it's not much of an umbrella because a lot of the people in that group identify the exact same way whereas in aspec communities like that's more often than not not the case where there are a lot of different ways people identify and so although you're in this same group you may not fully understand everyone else's experiences and so like for me it's hard to kind of pin down what ace culture is for that reason and I think that's part of the reason why I don't always feel like I belong in ace like community just because I don't have a good idea of what that community is yeah I think I don't know ace culture is interesting so I think there's definitely like your staples of like cake and like Mm-hmm. I don't understand, like, some of the things other people talk about. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Something that really has stuck out to me, and I think it's a hard thing to talk about when it comes to ace culture, is, I don't remember where I saw this. Maybe it was, like, on Tumblr or Reddit or something. But someone who was ace was saying how they didn't really like so i guess if you are unfamiliar there's this whole like kind of cake thing yeah that goes in ace circles that i think is started as like oh well cake is better than sex i think yeah like i would rather have cake than sex yeah which is why i was so upset when i discovered the song cake by the ocean is about sex and not cake what no it's definitely about sex Ugh. Anyway. So that's, now people will make, like, you know, little art of cake or just, like, I don't know, it's kind of like a symbol, I guess. Yeah. And there's also, for some reason, a lot of stuff about, like, dragons. Yeah. I don't really know where that one came from. I feel, isn't it just because, like, isn't this, like, the idea of, like, people who were ace, like, growing up, everyone else was interested in, like, boys or girls, and they were just, like, into dragons? Isn't that the joke? Maybe. I, I, I think there's, know. there's a joke, something along those lines. Okay. That seems right. But, uh, anyway, so someone was talking about, like, how they didn't really like that those were big things of ace culture because they said it makes it seem more childish. Mm, And a lot of people already say to ace people, like, oh, you're just not mature enough to understand sex. Hmm. Like, that's something that people hear a lot. And so this person was saying that they didn't really like that because they thought it was kind of like perpetuating a stereotype. Hmm. Yeah. Which, I that's just kind of, like, stuck with me of, hmm. like, I don't, like, I guess, I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I think it's interesting. I think the other thing that really stands out to me in terms of people, like, not liking those analogies and stuff is it definitely boxes in ace people as a very particular type of person. Like, when you think about, like, dragons and like people who are into dragons like you think of like a specific type of nerd or geek and obviously not everyone who's like dragons is gonna fit into any specific box but I think there definitely is you know because there are these like staple metaphors or like I don't even know what to call them within the culture I think it does kind of pigeonhole ace people into a certain 
box. And I think that does happen with other sexualities. Um, like if you just look at like gay men, like there's this certain expectation that there's going to be, that they're going to be more feminine than like your quote unquote average man. But I, I do think that there is kind of like a pigeonholing that comes with these certain like expectations or ideas from the culture. I agree. I think there's kind of like a certain way people maybe expect like asexual people to look. Yeah. Or yeah, they kind of expect them to more be along the lines of like someone like nerdier who is like, you know, into dragons or whatever, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. It's very interesting. And I think it's really interesting when people like, um, Yasmin, I don't know how to say her last name. Ben- uh, Benoit? Ben- ben- Benoit? <laughs> Benoit would be the French That would be way. French. I don't know. But she's uh, an asexual activist in the UK, mm-hmm. and she's been going to a ton of pride, like she's been invited to a ton of pride events recently, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but And she's also black, but she's like a model, and she does like lingerie modeling, mm-hmm. and like will dress like, you know, like really provocatively and like she also dresses like really goth and she's the one that started the this is what asexual looks like Mm -hmm. like hashtag and so I think it's really interesting when people like that come in because then those are people that are obviously like not going with that stereotype right like party and I like worries and I think it's like comes with the worry of like any time that a particular group is like kind of represented by like just one person or mm-hmm. like one person really stands out as like the activist of like I mean obviously she doesn't represent everyone that's asexual mm-hmm. like some people are not comfortable sharing their bodies and mm-hmm. like it makes them uncomfortable and you know blah 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 whatever so it's just like really interesting to look at like as we grow as a community and we start having people that are bigger faces that you know either do or don't fall into certain stereotypes like I don't know it's just interesting yeah and I think that was that's one of the things I really liked about the this is what asexual looks like hashtag um I mentioned this on the pod where we were talking about that hashtag but like as I was looking through the tag it was like I was really kind of faced with for the first time like what this community looks like and the diversity within it and I was like it was super exciting but also like kind of surprising because even as an Arrowways person myself who I don't know that I necessarily look like what people would expect an Arrowways person to look like I mean I don't know what people expect but I still had this kind of ingrained idea in my head of what like a spec people look like and then I got to see this hashtag and I was like it's such a diverse group of people and it's like some people wear makeup some people don't like it's it's great yeah I think I definitely had that too of like as much as I didn't want it I also kind of had an idea of like what an asexual person like might look like yeah which is like really stupid and like you know not ideal but yeah I agree I think that's what's great about that kind of thing Shut up. Billy. Billy has something to say. Let her speak. What do you have to say? Come here. <laughs> speak into the mic. What do you have? For new listeners, Billy is Kayla's cat, in case that was what unclear. Are you saying? I'm holding her up to the mic. <laughs> her heart is beating very fast. You nervous about how <laughs> nervous about being on the pod? Yeah, she doesn't like this too much. Alright, well, well that's what we get, huh? Thank you for contributing, Billy. <laughs> yeah, thanks special guest, Billy. <laughs> yeah, and I think that is just like one of the 
the strange things about having this podcast, because obviously, well, obvious to us, maybe not obvious to all of our listeners, but obvious to us is that we went into this podcast for fun. We didn't go into this (laughs) with, like, any intention of, you know, expanding ace communities or, you know, being some sort of, like, we weren't even like, oh, the ace community lacks podcasts. Let's make one. We were just like, yeah. hmm, this would we be a like, funny we podcast. We want to make a podcast. And so, like, the fact that we've kind of stumbled into kind of creating our own community is, for starters, wild. But, like, and this might surprise a lot of our listeners, but for me, my airway sanity is not really a big part of my life like I do this pod and that's it and my identity a lot of in a lot of ways impacts how I'm gonna live my life like you know I'm probably not gonna get married and I don't want to have kids so figuring out how to do that is not a concern for me blah 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 but in terms of like when I go to describe myself like my sexuality is not one of the first things I'll list and Part of this is because I just, I don't know how people will react. I don't want to give a TED Talk. I really honestly hate giving the TED Talk. (laughs) I was very happy to do it for this pod, but having to do it in person is hard, which is why we made the pod of the TED Talk. And it's not something you necessarily have the energy to do all the time. (laughs) Um, But I think the other part of it is just that, like, it's a part of me, but it doesn't define me. And I know everyone... Um, especially queer folks, everyone kind of views their identity differently. Um, But I really think the only reason I interact with my sexuality in the way I do is because the world is so heteronormative, and so I'm kind of forced to be like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, that's the reason we started the pod, is because of this heteronormativity that made me be like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, when I, like, when we started the podcast, I didn't even know I was Demi, so... yeah. I mean, I really didn't think that we were going to, like, have any part in the community at all. And, like, even when we made the Discord, we kind of did that on, like, a whim. Yeah. Of, like, I was using Discord for some other stuff and was like, oh, this could be, like, a cool idea. And then we just, like, did it. Yeah. And now people, like, have a good time in there and, like, talk to each other and, like, help each other with their problems and stuff. Like... Which is so cool, but certainly not what we expected or anticipated with this podcast. Yeah. So I definitely, I definitely think it is weird because, yeah, outside of the podcast, like, I mean, my sexuality really isn't a huge part of my identity either. Partly because, like, I don't know, just the nature of the way my demisexuality is, like, once I'm in a relationship, it kind of doesn't... Right. And you, and you are not matter anymore, but, like... Yeah, I don't it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't like, impact things in the way it might have when you're... It doesn't impact things in the way it might impact things when you're not in a relationship yet. Yeah, like when I'm actively, like, dating, which I have done a few times since realizing I was Demi, like, then it is something that I definitely think about a lot more. But... Yeah, so part of it, I think, is just because, like, it's not super relevant to where I am in my life right now, but also because of, like, the weird thing between, like, I am feel kind of straight, I feel kind of ace, you know, that whole thing, but, like, yeah. 
So yeah, outside of our own kind of little group, yeah, I don't feel super like in the asexual community or like necessarily part of the culture, and I mm-hmm. don't even really know what the culture is. Yeah, and I think that's that's an important thing to talk about because I think, I mean, anyone who listens to this podcast is honestly probably a step ahead of me in that they're listening to a podcast about asexuality. Like, if I didn't have a podcast about asexuality, I don't think I would listen to podcasts about asexuality. Um, And so anyone who's kind of in this community, like in our little community to begin with, is like a step ahead of where I am in terms of being involved. But like not everyone has to have the same level of involvement in a particular community or particular culture. Like you can just be a spec and that's it. Like you're a spec. Cool. Like, you don't have to, you know, wear a black ring on your middle finger if you don't want to. Like, you don't have to do any of the, like, ace things or talk about being ace in your bios online. Or, like, you don't have to do any of those things. And you absolutely can. And if that's something you're interested in, absolutely, by all means, do it. I don't do it. And I have a podcast about asexuality. Like, there's a whole... Everything's a spectrum, Kayla. <laughs> We're back to the spectrum thing. It definitely is really weird, though, because we definitely are both very removed. Like, yeah, there's definitely, like, a lot of people that follow us on Twitter that, like, have Ace in their bio and, like, do a lot of stuff with, like, asexuality on their Twitter. And then you look at us and, like, Mm -hmm. we have this podcast and, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, we did, like, like Sarah said, we did kind of just, like, stumble into this. But it is definitely weird. Yeah, and I think the super interesting thing, too, is that you seem to do a better job of advertising the pod from your own personal accounts than I am, which, like, may just be a testament to the fact that that is what you do for your job. Um, (laughs) But, like, it's just, it's interesting to me that, like, you, even on the internet, are, like, more open about your connection to this pod than I am. The, The podcast website is, like, listed as my website on Twitter. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, like, it's not something that I feel the need to be like, oh, this is what I am, and oh, you should listen to my podcast. Like, I don't ever tell people in real life that I have a podcast unless it, like, comes up some other way. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's partially just a testament to my personality of, like, I don't want your attention in that way. But also just, like, it's not... It's not a big part of my life, and I like that I do get to talk about it every week with you, and I like that it is kind of this little thing we do, but I think it... I've definitely learned a lot from doing this podcast, but it doesn't make me feel any more or less, I guess, a part of the culture than I was before it. This is not to say, also, us saying this stuff, that, like, the podcast isn't important to us. Oh, no, the podcast is very important to us. (laughs) Yeah, like, the podcast is very important to us. It's just just that, like, although the podcast is important to me and I enjoy doing it, it's also just, like, it's this thing that I do separately from everything else. Does that make, does anything I'm saying make sense? I think it does. Okay. Because, like, I don't want to say that my identity doesn't matter to me, because it does. It's just, like, it's just, like, a couple shelves down. Like, it's, like, most important yeah. things are on the top shelf. And then, like, it's a couple shelves down. And if 
for you that's not the case then that's totally cool but it's just like i think it's important for people to know that like even people like us you know you you can be wherever you feel comfortable being in terms of how much your sexuality kind of consumes your life or is a major part of your identity yeah i mean i think people kind of order their identities in a lot of different ways like maybe like your job is a really big part of your identity or like your gender or your race you know Mm -hmm. it's just like different but yeah i do think it's interesting yeah how much more because i think i am a lot more open about talking about Mm -hmm. it than you are which i do think is somewhat uh because of like what i do like yeah I put the podcast, like, on my resume because, like, the stuff I'm doing for the podcast is, like, relevant to what I do in my career. And, Mm -hmm. like, I talk about it at work because I'm starting a podcast for my company, and so I have to talk about, like, my experiences. So, yeah, it is very different. I also think, I don't know, like, I I think it's also easier for me to talk about because my sexuality is a bit easier to... yeah. Like, if you give the TED Talk, you're not necessarily giving the TED Talk about yourself. Right. Whereas, or at least to a lesser extent, you are. Whereas, to me, it's like, me doing the TED Talk is me explaining my entire sexuality. And as a person who is not very, like, emotionally available, (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to do that. It's also possible for me, and sometimes I do say this, of just saying, like, it's about asexuality, my co-host is asexual. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a possibility for me, and, like, not so much for Sarah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's definitely, like, I don't know. The community thing is definitely interesting, because there have been, like, a lot of times, like, for me, like, endgame for my career would be, like, nonprofit work. Mm-hmm. And I've a lot of times thought about, like, it would be really cool to work with, like, an LGBTQIA plus, like, nonprofit or, like, queer nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And then I always have this thought of, like, well, but I'm straight or, like, mm-hmm. in their eyes, I'm not, like, queer enough. Mm-hmm. And, like, even though I do have this experience that I could, like, put on my resume of, like, look at this podcast, like... It's kind of, like, I don't know. It's very interesting because it's, like, unless I'm a package deal with Sarah, like, I'm intruding on this space. Hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah. Another thing I thought of, like, especially when you brought up the Discord, is I, like, you are more active in the Discord than I am. And I mean, I think we're both kind of bad at it now. Yeah. but... (laughs) But still, you're better at it than I am. And I think... Like, there are definitely people in the Discord who are way more, at least from my perspective, who are way more embedded in the culture and the community than me and Kayla are, which is such, like, looking at it from, like, an outsider's point of view, you're like, that doesn't make sense. You're literally the one with the podcast. The Discord is for your podcast. But, like, just looking at, like, how embedded people are in the culture and in the community, like, I almost feel like I'm, like playing second fiddle to those people and I don't mean that in a bad way like I don't like I'm not like oh there's so much better aces than me like that's not the way I approach it at all but I just it is just interesting to me that like I do think that there are people like even within our own little pod community who are a lot more embedded in ace culture and community and like that's cool like I'm, I'm glad that they are I'm glad that they 
find solace in that. Yeah, I think there definitely are people that are way more, yeah, just, like, embedded in it than we are. There's people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, in this other, like, ace discord, or, like, I'm part of this group. Like, I know several people have found us through, like, ace groups at school and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, it's just, like, more than me or you have ever done. Yeah. I've never joined any sort of ace or queer group at all, so... More power to you, y'all. <laughs> True. True. I mean, I guess to kind of wrap up this this idea, I would say I think it's important for us to talk about how we do or don't feel like we fit into the community. Um, like, I'm the kind of person that's like, I'm very confident that I am considered queer. Like I if you try and tell me I'm not, I'll fight you. But when it <laughs> yeah. when when it comes down to like the nitty-gritty like aspects of ace culture and ace community, I'm not always as you know, informed or involved with them. And I think obviously doing this podcast has helped me become more informed and involved with that, but I think for anyone listening like whatever level of comfort you have with being involved and embedded in ace culture ace community queer culture queer community like don't feel like you have to be involved a certain amount or else you're not queer enough you're not ace enough because i mean if that were the case then we wouldn't be ace enough probably (laughs) yeah for sure um so yeah i mean everyone like even us who have a podcast aren't always super involved in the culture because it may not necessarily always be the right thing for us, but this podcast is the right thing for us, so we do it. So like do what works for you. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, like neither of us felt particularly like, I don't want to say like comfortable, but we just weren't, you know, really in the culture. And if you think about what we did is we just made our own space within it Yeah, that we do feel good in. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if that's an option for you of, like, you don't feel, like, super great or, like, very welcome or, like, super into the idea of, like, being in the ace culture, but you want kind of a community or something, like, I mean, try to build your own little thing, you know? Or join our little thing. Join our Discord. (laughs) Our Discord is very nice. If if you don't feel comfortable in the greater ace community, our Discord is kind of like a little pocket of that, and it might be a good space for some of you if you are not already in it yeah it is very and i'm not just saying that as a means to self-promo like i'm personally i'm often not in the discord like i jumped in and said something yesterday and someone was like oh my god (laughs) it's sarah (laughs) and then i came in a little later and they were like oh my god i got both of them truly (laughs) is very wild um but i think like i just I'm very proud of that little community, even though, like, I feel like I didn't do anything to contribute to it, but, like, other than just, like, being a part of this podcast, but, like, I think that's a great little community, even if I don't always know what's going on in it, because they're always very supportive of each other, and very kind, and it's very nice. Yes. Yay! So, I guess, final thoughts. So, this was the way Sarah Jones actually worded the question or topic. She said, I would like to see you guys talk about ace culture and how much you do or don't connect with it. So, I guess, final thoughts. I think, like, ace culture is good, like any other culture, or kind of, like, you know, just general, like, way of things. You know, there's always stereotypes that come with it, or, like, certain things that not everyone connects with. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, I'd say I don't 
necessarily feel super connected to the community at large, but I feel very mm-hmm. connected to like the little niche that we have carved into it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel very culture and community, and by that I mean ace culture and ace community adjacent. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like if I ever want to dip my toes in, I feel like I'm in a place where I absolutely can, but I just don't feel the urge to dip my toes in that often. And so I don't, it's not like the ace culture feels alienating to me. It's just like, it's not, the way it is right now is just not a place where I feel the need to go swimming all the time but sometimes you gotta you gotta take a little dip and it's fun and it's good yeah and i definitely say like i do think that a large part of that comes from our personalities too of just you know who we are as people like you not necessarily feeling the need to be part of a community and maybe me like being a bit more interested like i think definitely aligns with just like who we are as people yeah yeah and also that analogy about swimming really reflects my feelings about swimming in general (laughs) like don't really want to do it all the time but like occasionally i'll just do a little dip you know if there's a hot tub involved like i'm more likely like like our little discord and our little community is like a hot tub i'm like more interested in that than like the Mm. big pool you know and then people who are on both are like the people where you like get in the hot tub and then you get really warm and then you jump in the pool and it like feels really good. Yeah. Really hot in the hot and tub. then they like convince me to jump in the pool and I'm like, all right, fine, I'll do it just because you're doing, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not like they're peer pressuring us. Jesus, <laughs> oh, oh, no. I just mean like I wouldn't necessarily jump into the pool. Like it wouldn't necessarily be my idea. But like if someone else is like, hey, let's jump in the pool. I might be like, okay. Hmm. Okay. There's your analogy. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Woohoo! All right, what's our poll for this week? Uh, I don't know. Do you feel like you're part, like, do you feel like you connect with ace culture slash community? Question mark? Yes. Uh, yes, yes, no, no, and then, like, maybe? What about people who, I guess there aren't that many of our listeners who aren't ace back. There are very few. There are very few. We know that from our... <laughs> our little, little... Should I say, like, ace culture or, like, a-spec culture? Uh, a-spec. I don't want to exclude our arrow children. Yeah, let's let's say a-spec culture, because in my mind, they're kind of... They're all... It's all connected. I agree, but... Yeah. You know. Okay, cool. Do you have beef and juice this week? I'm still typing. So I'm going to go first, as usual. My beef is... It's twofold. My beef is a lack of productivity in my Mm. life. But then the second part of that beef is the fact that I live in an uber-capitalist culture in which our human (laughs) worth is defined by productivity, and having a shitty week or month or year makes me feel guilty. That's stupid, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So... There's that. Um, my juice is Six, the musical. Great time. It's about the six wives of Henry VIII. And then, oh. but it's like, it's, they're the only characters. And it is a British girl band, like, pop live concert. Oh, wow. It's wild. And also my other juice is that the entire touring cast of The Lightning Thief, the musical, is going to Broadway. 
and nine out of the ten actors are making their Broadway debuts, and I think that's wonderful. That's so cute. Also, I thought of another juice as we were talking on this pod. I feel like my juice is that this pod has made me more eloquent with talking. Hmm. Like, I'm not that good at... (laughs) That was so uneloquent of you. (laughs) I talk better now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, No, but I just, like, I'm... I'm much more eloquent when I am writing than when I am talking because I have more time to think about what I'm saying. But I think, although this pod has also made me hyper aware of how often I say um and like, I do <laughs> think that it has made me a little bit more eloquent on the spot, which is probably good. It's probably a good thing. Hmm. All right. I, I think I used the word solace a couple minutes ago and I was like, wow, I really did that. Oh my God, Sarah. <laughs> All right, what's your beef and juice? My beef, uh, I guess the fact that I had to, like, run barefoot through my parking lot in the rain earlier. Mm, yeah. Uh, the economy, we're supposed to recess next year. Not super jazzed about that one. Yeah, and it's Hundo P. Trump's fault, so cool. Oh, obviously. Um, so not, not feeling great about entering adulthood in the recession, but... At least you already have a job. (laughs) Yeah, but I also have to worry about other people getting jobs, so. That's true, but like. Not great. Listen, it's gonna, it's easier for an engineer to get a job than a, or a computer scientist to get a job than a me. Yeah, but here's the problem, Sarah. If he gets a job in, like, Silicon Valley, you know what the first department they cut is during the recession? What? Marketing. Hmm. So if I have to move to him. I see. No, no. Uh oh, I mean he is gonna move to me. He said he'll move wherever I want, but still. <laughs> oh my God, Kayla. Okay. Uh, anyway, what's your juice? Uh, my juice is. Uh, I've been embroidering lately. It's been a good time. Hit up her Instagram if you want to see it. True. My one of my next ones is gonna be. I'm gonna try to do Georgie. Oh. Um, I have a very large not, sweatshirt. Not I am... Herbert, because oh, it's Herbert is yours and Georgie oh is mine. Oh no! You damn fool! I'm a damn fool. Yeah, I'm gonna do Herbert. Um, I have a very large sweatshirt because I'm a thought for a big sweatshirt, and I'm just like covering it in patches and stuff. Mm -hmm. And doing the podcast logo is like really hard for embroidery, so I'm just gonna do Herbert instead. What do you mean it's hard? You just got some. That was my description of our logo. I know, but it's like I tried just drawing it out and it was going poorly so no unbelievable maybe one day but no one day when you're an expert at embroidery and then you can get a job in embroidery regardless of the recession because embroidery is hot at all times i mean think about it i kind of have a job podcasting now because i am podcasting at work now so that's true but i mean just this podcast alone does not pay the rent (laughs) it does you know what i figured out though so i finally oh (gasps) this is my true beef back it up okay so you know how xfinity has like hot spots yeah so there's one when i moved into my current apartment the girl that was living here before was like oh yeah there's an xfinity hotspot really close so i just use my parents like xfinity login and that's what i use for my internet so i don't have to pay for internet and i was like that is so lit i don't want to pay for internet so I moved in and I started using the hotspot and it like worked fine for a little bit and then it got really spotty mm. and then this past weekend it finally just stopped working at all. 
can't believe you have to pay for your own internet why i know <laughs> i know so i spent all weekend talking to comcast they were really stupid now i like have to stay home from work tomorrow morning for them to come to my home oh my god so that's my real beef but the juice of that is uh i realized that the money we get on patreon pays for my internet bill Mm, just internet (laughs) well it pays for a little bit more because y'all are very generous and so but i'm just saying like my internet bill is covered by the podcast well which is because i do need the internet for the podcast so you heard it here first kids your Patreon contributions are supporting Kayla's internet connection. <laughs> you guys literally are paying some of my bills. Like, I don't know. I don't know, guys. You are paying my bills. Oh, man. Incredible. All right. Well, speaking of our Patreon, our lovely, lovely, lovely patrons on Patreon. Oh, wait. We have social media. At Pod. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> our Patreon is patreon.com slash Pod. Our two dollar patrons are Keith McBlain, Roxanne Allison, Space Anonymous, Nathan Anderson, Mariah. Woo. Keith McBlain. No. Ah. Woo. Ha he. Should I just leave that in? I guess. Nathan Dennison, Mariah Walter, Jonathan Changeling MX, and Christopher T Verdiri. Uh, did you see Changeling's tweet about how we pronounced their name last week? Uh, yes. This week Iconic. I will pronounce it. Um. Huh. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> Our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, Asweetha Vinakota, Austin Lay, Drew Finney, Perry Fierro, My Aunt Jeannie, D, Megan Rowell, Quinn Pollock, Emily Collins, Tim, Ryan Lizzietti, and Book Marvel. Our $10 patrons are Kevin and Tessa, at Dirty Uncle Kevin, at Tessa underscore M underscore K, Arknes, who'd like to promote the Trevor Project, Benjamin Ibarra, who'd like to promote Tabletop Games, and Anonymous, who'd like to promote Summer Break, which is almost over. We should contact Anonymous and ask them if they want to change it. Anonymous, it's time. I know people that have gone back to school. (laughs) Um, Our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com, my mom Julie, who would like to promote the organization Free Mom Hugs, and Sarah Jones, the wonderful, wonderful human at Eternal Lolly Everywhere, who... Thank you uh, for sponsoring this episode specially. I mean, that is kind of what it is. It really is. Well, thank you for this episode topic. It was wonderful. Thank you for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more Rest in Your Ears. Until then, take good care of your cows.